Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Good day. It's, uh, well, it's midway through the week. It's Wednesday. And I was looking, but I don't find it here. I see that Joe Biden won the primaries in <laughs> Nevada. Yeah, the primaries. And I think the headline was, Trump could have a problem. What's the problem there? Because there's nobody on the ballot. You know, what is the problem? Please explain it to me, yeah. except that maybe the news is a little bit, uh, oh, I don't know, you know, favoring well, uh, one it, guy to it, make him look good. It goes back to the uh, type of news we're getting nowadays. We're not getting news. We're getting propaganda. I mean, that's is pure and simple. They're not yeah. serving our interests anymore. They're serving an agenda. Um Case in point, you probably heard yesterday that uh, the appellate court, a federal appellate court, denied President Trump's argument that uh, that he had immunity, presidential immunity. Mm. And he said they, they came out with some ridiculous. By the way, three judges, all left-wing partisans, okay? That's, that's what I've, I've read. Three left-wing partisans uh, who made the decision. You have to look at the guy who it affects the most. It affects Trump, right? Well, he doesn't look terribly upset. He doesn't look even surprised. His response was measured, composed, not irrational. He thanked them for their decision. He looks forward to appealing it in the Supreme Court, and he, he thinks that their decision is wrong. I'm just paraphrasing here. But he didn't seem all upset like, the media had their uh, panties in a knot yesterday afternoon. You would have thought that they won the election all over again because because they were talking about, oh, it's a big loss for Trump, oh, they, his immunity. But here's the thing, and, and nobody's talking about this. I've listened to some of my favorite talk shows, even today, and they're kind of talking about it but not talking about it like it deserves who does it really affect? Now, think about it this way. Let's say, hypothetically, the Supreme Court decides not to listen to this argument. That means mm. that the presidents no longer have presidential immunity. That is a major decision. Don't, don't take this oh, lightly. It changes, the, yeah. it changes the whole look of the presidency, Bill. But listen to this. Trump, let's say he automatically, not automatically, let's say he wins like a lot of people think he's going to do in November. Let's say the voting is so overwhelming, so overwhelming that they just can't keep up with the steal because they're going to try to steal again. Trust me. But Trump's opinion is you get to a certain point on that night, and if the steal is, so, uh, is uh, in place, it will be swamped by the real massive voting. They just won't be able to keep up with it and they'll have to concede. That's where I think Trump is at right now. As a matter of fact, that's what happened, they think, in 2016. They think that they had the fix in in 2016, and that vote was so overwhelming, they didn't expect it to be what it was, well, and he won. But uh, let me just make this, this point here, Bill, and I'll, I'll, then I'll be quiet. Um, Trump, he wins in 2024. Hmm. He then can give himself, what, a pardon? He, yeah, can, he, can. He, has, he can give himself a pardon. But can Joe Biden give himself a pardon? He'll be a citizen well, again. Can Barack Obama give himself a pardon? Can George Bush give them himself a pardon? Can any past president who's not a president pardon himself? The answer is no. 
So but can but go ahead. Can Biden give uh, himself and them a no. pardon before he's out of office? No. Well, uh, that could be. No, no, uh, I'm only saying no, Bill, because I think that they're, they're thinking the decision won't come down till after the Supreme Court decision won't come well, down till after the president presidential election. Can, look, I think I think they're set up to do the steal, and and they were overwhelmed and they didn't know what to do to compensate for it in 2016. However. I think now they go, well, even if we're overwhelmed, we're just going to go with our steel. They, they've got it in because they are convinced, absolutely positively convinced, that Trump is going to win this thing and there's no way that they can let him. And they, they actually believe they've got to, by hook or crook, and that's why they're throwing everything against the wall. When you look at it, nobody's guilty of this many crimes or hearsay. But they're throwing it at Trump. They and I saw an article on it. They are going to convict him, and it's going to steal the thunder right out of the Republicans' eyes. Uh, I see that Hawaii has already taken him off the ballot. I think that you know they've been the court's been wishy-washy on that, and they're probably going to let states go ahead and take him off the ballot. But if you go and write them in, do they have to count them? No, that's the whole thing about Hawaii. I think what'll happen is they're going to say any vote for. A disqualified candidate candidate is not uh, accepted, but it's all a moot point. Uh, if the Supreme Court issues a decision and says you have to, you haven't got a right to do that. Then... Well, I think the Supreme Court is filled with a bunch of you know what. So yeah, I do too. I I, uh, I don't I don't hold my breath in favor of them. And you know, it's not like the left that they couldn't make a law that sits there and goes that could actually hurt them in the long run too. Like you said. You know, if, if presidential immunity goes away, it'll only go away long enough to hurt Trump, and then it will go back in because, yeah, you're right. If, if it goes away, if Trump ordered a hit when he was a president on, on a foreign dictator or uh, a terrorist person, well, now you're personally liable for it. That means Obama is in deep doo-doo, and so is Joe and every president before him because they have carried out secret hits and don't right. think they have it. They have. And that means they're all prosecutable. And it also means that that would tie the hands of future presidents. So if they do that, it's only going to be a temporary thing. And you know, Bill, it's only not to get Trump and that's it. It's not just the big stuff that they'll be liable for, like, you know, government assassination, things like that. You know, yeah. the Suleiman. it's also little things. They'll be, they'll be liable for, you know, personal lawsuits that they commit, they, you know, someone feels like they were wronged, an average citizen figures they were wronged, they can sue the president now. You know, they couldn't do that before, but they'll be able to do it. Now, see, this is such a, a, a really narrow-minded decision. You know, we, again, this goes back to what I've said so many times before in this program. You, we, we have a tendency in our country because we're a good nation and good people, and we respect the law for the most part. But we we give such reverence and deference to these people who wear robes, and so many times they're political hacks and really stupid people. There are some genius uh, judges out there. Don't get me wrong, but you know, like anything else, they're not all geniuses. They're not all respectable. They are, in many cases, they're criminal. And and I'm not saying these specific judges per se were criminal. But I'll tell you what, their decision is stupid. 
their decision is dumb. Now, you tell me that this is a smart move. Oh, initially you may say, well, they're just citizens now. But it affects their decision-making when they're presidents. If they're a president you have to make a tough decision, you don't want to be thinking, well, cripes, if I do this, it'll be good for the country, but I might get sued and lose my, my whole worth. I might lose everything I have with this decision. I can't do this decision. It'll affect me and my family. That's not what a president should be thinking in critical moments. He should be thinking about one thing, the safety and security of our country, period, end of sentence. But that's not what's going to happen now if this decision stands. And by the way, Bill, what you said about the Supreme Court is absolutely true. If they are corrupt too, and I think there are some on the Supreme Court who are corrupt, I think that we are going to be we're going to be screwed as a country. They may not take it up, the immunity case. That may not happen. They may say, uh, we're going to let the appellate decision stand. That's it. It's a mm-hmm. done deal. That doesn't mean down the future that someone else doesn't uh, ask them to reconsider. But, uh, I mean, look what happened. I keep going back to, do you remember after the election, 28 states tried to have the Supreme Court look at the uh, the decisions, the the uh, the decision that was made, the validation mm-hmm. of that election. And they said to the 28 states, essentially the Supreme Court, they flipped them the proverbial fickled finger of fate and said, mm-hmm. hey, uh, you don't have any standing in this. You have no standing. Mm-hmm. Well, if 28 states don't have standing in a federal election, who the hell does? So anyway. Uh, I, it's, Nobody. It's, go ahead, Bill. Well, I was going to say, you know, I was going to kind of move forward here a little bit, you know, because I was going to go to the border, and that's, uh, you know, uh, Abbott is, uh, he's really upset with what's going on with the border, and basically they're saying that uh, Texas has no authority, no right in, uh, you know, um, defending itself uh, against, you know, all these these border securities. I don't have the story right in front of me. I had my nuts. Unbelievable. But, uh, you, know, you know what Biden said yesterday? You know what Biden uh, said? Listen, listen to this. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his magnet Republican friends. Is the is he not an evil son of a bitch? Pardon my French. Well, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, folks, but that just irritates me so much. Well, it's a lie, and he but he tells everything's a lie, and I'll get into that. What I was saying about the what the District of Columbia is doing, they're saying that Texas has no right as a state to defend a decision that comes out of the District of Columbia. Now, that caught my ear because, right, in other words, the the government has the supreme ruling of every state. Now, that's not the way. I I don't think that was the way it was set up, but go ahead, yeah. Yeah, but that is what they're saying. I know, yeah. And Abbott is in, in up in the air. But here, think about your state. Your state. Mm-hmm. Now, we live in Pennsylvania. What the hell would California have anything to do with Pennsylvania? Not a damn thing. All right? D.C., District of Columbia? And what are they pushing for? Statehood? Yeah, it's true. That's true. So how in the hell do they have any say, let alone, you know, the states? Th- that is the tip of the iceberg for that so-called American Civil War today. But their argument is uh, the District of Columbia is different. We're not a state. We're actually 
owned and operated by the federal government. We are the center. Then they of the cannot federal. become a state and have you know. That's well, exactly to, that's how, exactly what I was going to say. You I, can't well, become well, a state. Well, you, know what, you know what really has them going uh, bunkers in D.C. right now? Uh, the fact that Donald Trump has said during this campaign, during this election, he wants to, when he's president, f- uh, completely federalize the government of D.C. No more mayor, no more city council, none of that stuff. He wants to run it by the, if it's going to be a federal uh, jurisdiction uh, uh, place, then we're going to run it federally. And of course, uh, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of uh, D.C., she's all upset that they're making uh, it into a political uh, basketball or whatever she called it. But the fact of the matter is, it's what they should have done 100 years ago. They should have said, look, we're a federal, we're run by the federal government, owned and operated. Our budget comes from Congress. We're going to run it federally. We're going to, and it's going to be under the control of the president. So we're going to clean the streets up. We're going to clean up the law and order. We're going to get rid of this stupid, dirty D.C. gulag, that lousy jail where they have all the January Sixers and there hasn't got any heat and they're living in squalor, basically. And we're going to make it more of a place to be proud of. Trump has said, you know, Trump is a developer. And everything he touches when he's a developer turns into something majestic and nice. You can't tell me that Donald Trump won't turn around to D.C. and make it a picture-perfect capital. Well, Donald Trump has got to get into office. And I, I believe in him. I am voting for him. And I don't care what you say about him because I know... It's a bunch of bullcocky, and that's all there is to it. But that doesn't mean he's going to get in. You know, just because I will it doesn't mean the government wills it. And that you look at Joe, and maybe we ought to focus on that and say, let's unearth, because everything that Joe tells, you know, we're going to make from, from now until you know, the election day, that uh, the border is his, his, his. He's, he caused this. He did not cause it, Joe. You did it. You said you were going to do it. You did it, and you've done it, and it stinks. You are overthrowing the government with that border, and I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of the lies of Joe Biden. He's lied about that. He has lied about every stinking thing. He lied about when... You know, well, Trump took a helicopter because he didn't want to mess up his hair and all of this stuff. It was too dangerous. It was foggy. The weather was bad. And when he went to honor those soldiers and, you know, he didn't want to be there. Well, how would you know, Joe? You weren't there. You know, it's you're. And remember, Bill, he didn't just say it about Trump. Listen. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump. And his MAGA Republican friends. And his MAGA Republican yeah, friends. Because that means, of you. That means you're the listener. That's right. If it, if it's 100 million MAGA supporters out there, it's all of you that he hates. Because you didn't vote for me because I'm the, I'm the leader of the world. And how vindic- I'm Joe Biden. How vindictive is this guy? Just ask the residents of East Palestine who voted for Trump. Go ahead. You know, yeah. Look, not not, uh, only, not know, only that, by the way, I should point out that it was last week that Joe said in a public press conference that he has an inten- every intention on visiting this month East Palestine, Ohio. And we're still waiting. It's uh, now February the 7th, and uh, 
Still no Joe. I'm just saying. Uh, Well, Joe makes promises because he thinks that when he makes a promise, it's his word. You know, he he even said. Word is a Biden. uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Biden. Biden sat there and said that, you know, a man is only uh, only as good as his word and he makes promises. Well, that's right, Joe. You're right. You're absolutely well, he, right. How many so times why don't you keep your damn promises? How many times has he said, you know, publicly, you know, it's my word as a Biden. It's my word as a Biden. Like it's it's cast in stone. Well, I mean. By a burning bush in West Texas? No, it's not. <laughs> and he, he gave us his word during a debate. I saw it with my own two lion eyes. He said he was going to rip the uh, Trump border wall protections and all the security down. And he did it because it was his word as a Biden. And he did, uh, I think they said, 94 executive actions in his first 100 days in office to weaken border security. Fortunately, they have a new commercial. Trump has a new campaign commercial on them. I can't air it because it's really visual. Uh, but you got to see it, folks. Go online. I think they're showing it on Gateway Pundit. Uh, and it's something to see because uh, it's it's Biden promising to kill the security at the border. And that's yeah, you know, I was just thinking. You know, I I, I always think of little comic comical things in parodies. You know, you got the lion Biden eyes. You can't mm-hmm. hide those lion eyes with those stupid aviator yeah. sunglasses. They are lion Biden eyes. You know, he is a liar. He always has been. He always will be. Once a cheat, always a cheat. Once a liar, always a liar. Once. A cheater, and I'm talking about his relationships now, always a cheater. I'm saying this guy is dirty from his toes to the top of his stupid head and his implant teeth. He's a liar. And I can't, t- <laughs> you know, uh, I don't like Barack Obama because I think he's done a lot of the damage that we're seeing now. I think he's he was never good for our country. He was uh, good for the destruction of a lot of the values that we have lived by for generations in this country. But he he does hide himself under a mantle of respectability. But one of the things he did say, and I do agree with him on this, is if you want to have, if you want to F things up, and I'm, I'm being polite here, but he did say the nasty word. Uh, if you want to F, F things up, give it to Joe Biden. Well, and this was now- his vice president. Did did Joe have the election handed to him because they wanted to F up America? Well, <laughs> you know, it would seem if it wasn't the case, uh, it sure is the result. I mean, so I'll, it was a Democratic plan. Yeah. Uh, you know, we need we need to screw up this thing. Give it to Joe. <laughs> you got to love Joe's it. Joe's the man. He can mumble his way through. Well, and the other thing that happened yesterday, which uh, really ticks me off big time, you know, if you don't like the Democrats, I understand that because I, they don't stand for much of anything that I, I stand for as a person anymore. But you have to applaud their the way they stay unified. Even if they have disagreements about something, when they finally make a decision uh, to do something, they lock arms, all of them, and they vote one way. So when you look at the Democrats in Congress, you know you have a, a, a bill up there that you expected it's going to pass. Uh, the Democrats, if they say uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to vote for it, every Democrat doesn't vote for it. That being said, you know the Mayorkas uh, impeachment thing came down yesterday afternoon, and 
everybody thought, well, if anybody deserves to be impeached, it's going to be Alejandro Mayorkas. He has to, with all the damage that he's done at the border and the blatant, obvious mm. lie after lie, including under oath in front of Congress, lie after lie that he he just dished out things like. Is our border secure? Our border is secure. Border is secure because we are maximizing our resources to deliver the most effective results to our border with the most extraordinary workforce in the world. The border is not open. It has not been open and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. Unbelievable. He did that with a straight face. In the meantime, you know, you might as well set up a travel agency at the border and, and escort these people to the buses because there's nothing stopping them. Honest to God, even the Border Patrol people, they're just coming along. They pat them down, see whether they have a gun. Uh, you all together? Okay, well, just go stand over there until the bus comes by and they get on the bus. And that's the last they see the people. Next thing you know, they're in your neighborhood and they're walking around flipping you the bird like they are in New York. You know they have a problem now, Bill, in, in some of these major cities? They have, they call them, are they called scooter, scooter gangs? Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of these illegals have these mopeds or these little scooters. They're literally running them like a pack and they're attacking citizens to stealing their purses, uh, robbing so stores. in China and Taiwan, places like that. They, it's a run-and-gun situation. Yeah. You know, I, I can't tell you how many Americans have lost their lives because uh, they were killed at the hands of an illegal in this country, somebody who w- wouldn't have been here if the laws were being enforced. Happens all the time. You know, and, they, and that, I love how the media, the media will say, a Minneapolis man was arrested on Tuesday for something, right? But if you dig deep into it, you find out he's an illegal living in Minneapolis. But they don't want to say that in the story. No. So they'll say, they'll say a Minneapolis man was arrested for assault on so-and-so. Come on, folks. Be honest with the American people, for Pete's sakes. Please. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, they, my, my Arcus, the the decision, they voted, he was not voted to be impeached. He he lost by, uh, I guess there were three votes that were critical, and they got an extra last-minute vote. So four Republican representatives uh, literally uh, turned, turned, turned tail yeah, and saved his butt. And in all honesty, I haven't got their names, but please do your due diligence. Check out who these guys are. If you live in their districts, get them out. These these yeah. these guys give them the same vote. Yeah, they are not working uh, on your behalf, unfortunately. But uh, Bill, it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's like, uh, and that's the second time, by the way, that Mayorkas has been up for impeachment, and the second time that he's lost. You know, and by the way, one other thing: if 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 you can't get rid of somebody who's so obviously corrupt. Don't even try to get rid of uh, Biden. Don't look. It does not waste ten months. Well, yeah, but the other day we were saying we need to impeach him just for the symbolic thing. You're right. I mean, uh, I mean, we've got to. You know, they're doing all of this tap dancing around, getting us confused. We have to focus on a target, and Joe is a target. He's a liar. He's a cheat, 
And no, we can't take him out of the office, but we can sure as hell tarnish his Teflon. And let's go ahead and tarnish it and scrape it off. But the only what you I know? was thinking about yesterday, Bill, though, is is if we do this, if we spend the better part of the remaining months trying we don't to talk remove about him, anything else. but do we end up d- damaging the Republican brand by being uh, looking like we're being petty? Looking, looking like we're trying the Republican to Republican brand is is damaged. I mean, well, it I mean, is damaged. I, I agree. I, I think it it doesn't have any cojones. As a matter of fact, you know, Mitch McConnell. I don't know. If you heard this? Uh, McConnell came down the stairs yesterday. Understand that that bill that they tried to sell that that pig in a poke that they tried to say was the answer to the border crisis. That stupid. Not. It was a sixty billion dollar Ukraine aid package with the border kind of tacked in for good measure. And they tried to they tried to make you swallow it. It was like like castor oil. It's like here, this is going to be good for you. Well, it didn't work. We spit it up, and now B- McConnell comes down in front of uh, the press yesterday and says this. Senator Ted Cruz had a press conference around noon today. Said that you shouldn't have, have even tried to negotiate with Democrats. Said this bill was designed to fail, and that it's time for you to step down as GOP leader. What's your response to that? I think we can all agree that Senator Cruz is not a fan. put the blame on Donald Trump. He said it is Donald Trump's is to blame for the failure of this bill. Was Trump's opposition too much for you to overcome? Well, I've said repeatedly every month I'm not going to get into comments about the race for the presidency among Republicans. I think in the end, even though the product was approved by the the Border Council that endorsed President Trump, most of our members feel that we're not going to be able to make a law here. And if we're not going to be able to make a law, they're reluctant to go forward. There are other parts of this supplemental that are extremely important as well. Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan. We still, in my view, ought to tackle the rest of it because it's important. Not that the border isn't important, but we can't get an outcome. So that's where I think we ought to head. It's up to Senator Schumer to decide how to repackage this if, in fact, we don't go on to it. Senator Schumer says that he worked extensively with you on this package. What do you say to your colleagues who said that you misread your conference in helping to craft this border bill? I followed the instructions of my conference who were insisting that we tackle this in October. I mean, it's actually our side that wanted to tackle the border issue. We started it. Obviously, with a Democratic president and a Democratic Senate, our negotiators had to deal with them. And James Langford, under those situations, did a remarkable job to pick off the Border Council, which supported President Trump, certainly underscores that it was a quality product that that particular union felt would make progress toward making things better. But as I said earlier, things have changed over the last four months. And it's been made perfectly clear by the speaker that he wouldn't take it up even if we sent it to him. 
And so I think that's probably why most of our members think we ought to have opposition tomorrow. We'll see. And then move on with the rest of the supplement. Understand something. He was on board until he wasn't. I mean, McConnell was right. for this bill until he said he said uh, rather than admitting the border security bill is flawed, McConnell said he had a change of tune because the political mood of the country has changed. That means that people called his office and told him, "You better not vote for that bill. You better mm-hmm. not do it." So, uh, uh, like all good, I mean, he's supposed to be the minority leader. So, you know, even if he were to decide not to run next time, he still has to be concerned about other members in the Senate who have to run. So he recommended he recommends now a no on that bill. Well, big deal. I mean, every every American in the in the country who looked at what they were recommending could see the stupidity in this. And they bill, they still try to. They still try to tell you it was a great bill. I sit there watching the news at nighttime, and I'll hear like James Lankford come out, who is a guy like I, I kind of respected the guy for the longest time, but he comes out and he he still kind of tries to justify the bill like it's a good bill for the country. And I think, wait, is he talking about the same thing that I I read? Is that the same bill, sixty mm-hmm. billion dollars for the Ukraine? That's supposed yeah. to. This is supposed to be a border protection, the security of our country, Bill. And they're talking about the Ukraine. They're talking about Indo-Asia. You know, it's like, come on, folks. Stop doing this. We're not stupid. The, you know, the difference between politicians today, Bill, and years ago is we have the Internet now. And fortunately, if people start getting, if they start focusing on what's really going on in D.C., they can have the information at their fingertips in a matter of seconds. It's not well, like that's it. if they don't manipulate the internet, and we know that they can manipulate oh. the internet and everything on it. So, isn't that and, the uh, truth? Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I do want to point out an important date because January twentieth, twenty twenty-five, is mm-hmm. when we swear in the new president. And the Democrats—they uh, haven't said it publicly, but if all goes well for them, uh-huh. January twenty-first will be National Burn Your American Flag Day. Wait a second. Wait, wait. If, if is, this legit, is this, in, no, is this legit? I was gonna, oh, I was going to say, oh. I'm just sw- saying, you vote for <laughs> Biden. If Biden wins yeah. on the 20th, he's sworn in, and then they're going to have a bonfire where we burn all the flags because America will be lost wow. at that point in time. Uh, I, 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 can't, I cannot disagree with you. I mean, even President Trump was asked this in an interview this past uh, week, and he just came out and said, if we don't win this election, we're done. Well, that's he, what I'm saying. Yeah, he said. I'm sorry, I caught you off guard. No, you did. That, catch, that is, you did. I. I thought. You know. Nowadays, I don't put it past anybody to propose well, you anything. Know, and, and you know what? Yeah. You know, somebody might take that, and there might be a meme. There's not supposed to be a meme for that. It's just that I'm. It's an opinion. This is a news commentary and opinion show. You know, over the weekend, and, Trump was speaking with Maria Bonaromo, and, and he said this about the RNC. The first question I asked was about the primaries. You know, when do you expect to lock up this nomination? And he said within the next couple of weeks. I mean, you know, I'm looking at what's going to happen in Nevada in just a couple of days, what's going to happen in South Carolina. He's expecting to lock up this nomination real quickly. And I think that there will be changes made in the Republican National Committee. Very soon, I think that is about to happen, and Republicans will get behind President Trump in a big way. Um, then we went right into the general. We were, we pivoted right out of the primaries, went right into the general, and I started asking him about the future. 
Sorry for the uh, the quality of that audio, but what she was yeah. saying that Trump, President Trump said there's going to be changes in the uh, RNC. And I know what they are. Well, tell Ronald us what you know. Well, I think it's right after the 24th of this month, and maybe sooner, hmm? Ronna McDaniels is stepping down. Well, well, well. And you know what? What seems funny, not funny, it seems a coincidence that she uh, obviously has made this decision after um, she met with President Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Oh, you think he put a little... Uh, a little uh, squeeze on uh, Rana? I'm... Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, she might squeal if she gets squeezed. So, I and you know, he said nice. He said nice things about her uh, recently. Trump did. Yeah, I. He might have. Look, I don't know what he has in his his folder of information. Neither does but, a lot of guys in Washington, too, Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's why they keep wanting to go to Mar-a-Lago. Right. And maybe maybe there is, and maybe what they're looking for is he's got the goods, and he goes, look, Rana, we can, we can fight or we can be yeah. on the same team. Let me show you this. Let me just show you <laughs> what there is. Yes. And the eyes go, what? Well, maybe it's time to go. <laughs> maybe it's time to go, and maybe it's time to get on a train called the Trump train, the TT, the TT May, Express. Maybe, maybe he said to her, look at Rana, I can, I can get you a good job. You'll be fine. You have a good, you know, wonderful resume. None of this information will get out, and maybe we'll bring but, you on board. You know the, the old expression, keep your enemies close and your friends close. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's the expression. Yeah. So, But, you know, you got to think about... Uh, one of her elders and how he might. Uh, you mean he her might, uncle? Her uncle, uncle Mitt. Mitt Romney. Yeah. Yes. Well, because he's a, he's he's a rhino. You know. Oh, I mean, he, he defines it. If you do, yeah, if you look in the dictionary, the big shadow of a rhino. If you look in the dictionary, and you, you, you type in capital R, capital I, capital N, capital O, you see his picture. Yeah. Honest to goodness. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know. I know. You have that same dictionary. search engine on your. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know whether you heard about this or not, but well, I'm sure you have. Tucker is in Moscow. Tucker Carlson, yeah. Russia, and, and it's driving the left nuts. They're calling them Putin's pawn. They're calling them all sorts of things. He's actually doing what like a journalist should be doing. I'm just saying. You know, this is what a journalist. Uh, used to do, they would go out and interview these different uh, world leaders and get their opinion about what's going on. So Tucker did it, and all of course, all of a sudden, these clowns in uh, D.C. and New York. Well, he's a pawn of Putin. Well, he had this to say about his trip. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and has depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances. 
and the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast, and along with it, the dominance of the U.S. dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions, specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand, not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're trying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States, and we wanted to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group, nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, tuckercarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. You got to love this guy. He writes beautifully. He's a good writer mm-hmm. and he's a brave young guy. He's got a great sense of humor. Um, I, I, I wish that I had met him in my career. Uh, maybe there's still time. Maybe somewhere along the line we'll bump into the guy. But he is, he is a, a brilliant guy and he's doing what journalists should be doing every day, trying to talk to the opposition. You know, even during World War II, before the war started, 
before they had World War II, back in 1938 and stuff, everybody was falling all over themselves to interview Adolf Hitler. You know, they wanted to have interviews mm-hmm. with Hitler. They wanted to talk to him, see what he had to say. They had branches of uh, the big uh, networks, radio networks in Berlin, a- and they wanted to know what was going on. They were doing their journalistic job. Nowadays, I don't think these guys, young guys, know what they're doing. Uh, there are some people, I hear them, you know, when I hear fatheads like uh, Mika and Joe, uh, you know, I hear their, their sound clips. Oh. Bill, it is, it's embarrassing. No, it is embarrassing. And, and you know what? You, you see the comedy shows where you want to throw something at the TV. When they're on, you want to throw something at the TV. And it's not That's a true. comedy, though. It's yeah, and uh, they are such feds that I just I, I can't. It appalls me. Now I don't care if they say something that I don't like, if they can substantiate it with proof, not mm-hmm. hearsay or guesssay proof. You've well, got to right. have ironclad proof, and I don't want to see that it's a witness that changes testimony because they've been strong-armed, because they've copped a deal or something like that, because somebody, you know, put the pressure on them or, or whatever it is to say, well, you know what, and I know how the legal system works, so I know it to be true that they will sit there, you can be innocent as hell, and they'll say, look, look, you don't understand, your quality of life is about to go out the door. You just admit to this. This is all you have to do, and everything is going to be all right. You know, you're 76 years old, you know, or whatever it is. You're 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 28 years old. Do you really want to spend your life miserable? You you'll live to be 90, 100. Uh, do you want to spend it this way, or will you go along with our narrative mm-hmm. and spend it the other way? That's how the system works. It doesn't work with you telling them exactly what you know and them going okay thank you you know i don't know about you but if i were uh in a situation where uh i was going up against somebody who had the ability to annihilate me and my family uh i would want to know a little bit something about who this person was and what they were really and truly thinking of doing I mean, if they have the ability to, with the snap of a finger or with the, uh, the decision, the, a quick decision, destroy everything that I love and, and I value in this world, I would want to know you wanna what's look going the on. You want to monster in the eye. Yeah, I want to know what's going on in his head. Not one damned journalist in this country as of this moment, except for this guy here, Tucker Carlson, has done this. He, I mean, he, you have a lot of people talking to Zelensky. I'm sorry, Zelensky does well, nothing for me. They call oh, well, he's just, the, he's the the stopgap between Russia and us. Nah, 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 nah. Well, you know, there here's a chance to talk to Putin, and maybe it will, um, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's. That yeah, we got to take up, you know, Putin, or it might give you pause for cause to say, wait a minute, let's back this up, because. You look at Zelensky, yeah, he's, he's a wartime president, he's a hero, with a nice new pressed uniform shirt every time, his hair is perfectly coiffed, he's perfectly shaved, he hasn't seen one nth of, you know, except for a photo op of combat, he hasn't, 
He is off and you know this this guy Bill. Um, he hasn't pressed the button. He hasn't attacked us. He, he they're saying constantly in our country. The left is saying, "Well, we're going to go into war to the, with the Russians." You know, I heard a, a report. Maybe it's us that's rattling that saber, and it's not going to happen. Well, maybe you saw a couple of days ago. Maybe it was yesterday. Uh, on one of the sites, they were they were interviewing the man on the street in Russia, okay? And, of course, it was translated. That's why we, we didn't air it here because it was uh, a lot of Russian. I don't speak Russian. And then they were translating it, and it was late, and it wasn't really good, so we didn't air it. But if you listen to what they were saying, the men on the street, they were applauding Tucker for coming. They thought he was a funny, smart guy, and he was he seemed dedicated at delivering what they think is the truth about what's going on in the country and how they feel. You know, you you follow the people from Russia. If you just pay attention for a second, we're not talking about the, the you know, back in the Soviet era, we had this image of a gray, dark, dank country, and every woman in Russia was overweight and wore a, 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 a handkerchief around her head. Well, who, and, who, who, who created that image? The U.S. government did. Uh, we had okay. this image that we had this image that Russia was run by uh, was a dark, dink, dank uh, place to a dismal place to uh, be in. Then all of a sudden, now you, you see these people in the street today, and uh, they share a lot of our values. You know, they have uh, a lot of them. They like music. They like uh, movies. They uh, like nice cars. They li- live in nice places. Uh, I, there's a a Russian Chicago band. Called, oh, they're great. Call Leonid in French. Yeah, okay? Leonid is yep. very good. These these people, by the way, English is obviously not their first language. They do some of the best Chicago cover music, and they're branched now into Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Ides of March, uh, yeah, Blood, Sweat, good. and you can Tears see them on YouTube. I as, think I as, turned them. I think I turned you on to them a while. No, back. no, I was. I've been there from the beginning. I okay. followed them for. No, I think I turned you on to them. But that's. No, I found they, them. I remember what I did. But but yeah. I got to tell you, they also have a. They have a singer, a lead singer, a lady, who uh, she just did a version of "Close to You," the Carpenter song. Hmm. It, it it was like listening to Karen Carpenter again, and and the you know, go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say it's interesting how Western culture, mm-hmm. historic Western culture, has influenced the world. And when they do stuff like that, they honor us, but they honor what we were, not what we are. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it's not that we we're still not there, but we are sliding away from it, and pretty soon. Uh, under the leadership of Joe Biden, uh, we are going to be that deep, dark state. And we've had some darkness and depth to our statehood. Uh, did you ever think you'd be living? Did you ever think that you'd be living in two countries, right? Going up yeah. against each other. And we always thought that America was the bright, honest, clean, you know, de- democratic yeah. country. And that Russia was the, the uh, villain. But now the way that this guy and his administration and some of these other people in government are running our government, they've implemented a lot of socialistic things that uh, have us looking more like the, the old Soviet Union than Russia. Well, I asked a question once when I was a kid in school, and I sat there and, you know, we were talking about everything, and I just sat there and said, what if we're the big bad guy? What if we're the big bad guy? 
and, yep. and, and drew a pause in the class. Well, uh, um, uh, well, that's a good question. It, and it is because we believe what we've been told to believe. Yeah. Maybe it's not quite so. Well, so, you know, all I can tell you is I think they're petrified in Washington with Trump uh, because he truly does, whether you like his uh, ego or his hair or whatever, he, he, look, at the guy's got an ego. By the way, I told this to my wife this over the weekend. You have to understand that if Trump doesn't talk about himself and his accomplishments over and over and over again, nobody's going to talk about it because the media sure as heck won't. The media won't mm -hmm. mention all the good things that he's done. So he's got to do it at every opportunity. It may become redundant. It may be annoying to a lot of people who follow him because he's always talking about himself. But that you have to remember, every time he says something like this, someone new is being educated. Someone new is hearing it for the first time. And Trump knows that about marketing. You know, and that's that's where you have to applaud this guy for his marketing genius. Mm -hmm. But I do think that they're petrified, Bill, in Washington because he poses the first sub substantive threat against this socialistic advancement that we're uh, we're seeing in our country. He may scale stop of one it. to ten. Scale of one to ten. You think he's got a? You think he's going to win or has a chance? Scale of one. You to know, 10. Bill. I'll, I'll, Real number. I vacillate. I'll tell you why. I, you know, we've talked about this before. I have agreed with you in the past and said, have said, uh, I don't think he can win because the system is against him and nothing has changed. It would appear that nothing has changed as far as how they do the counting of the votes. And if they if they control the electronics and the vote, they they can make it anything they want to. But, you know, Bill, I've been watching all of his interviews recently, and he's very much aware. They ask him questions, the, the conservative interviews will say, well, Mr. President, do you think we're going to have honest elections this uh, in 2024? No. And, and, well, Trump says, I think that they're going to try, but I think that we're going to overwhelm the system and they will never be able to catch up. Now, I also he also mentions that he talks about watermarked ballots. I haven't heard this talked about. I have. But I think that this might be something that's coming down the pike that we're not, you know, privy to. This guy is, I used to. But here's, go ahead. Bill. See, here's what they're going to do. I mean, you hear about it. I've heard about it. It could be coming down the pike. The, you know, the, the, the key ingredient is Trump. So the key thing that they've got to do, you know, if I were on the other side is by hook or crook, I got to get Trump out of the running. I got to lock him up. I got to get him off the ballot. I've got to do all this stuff. Then the watermarked ballots, you know, we got legit. See, they're watermarked, and they can be all Joe Biden by a landslide. You know, they're, they're you know, I'm not going to say that Trump can't win. I think he can, but it's going to be every single person that does it. Question. All right. Um, but it's not just overwhelming. It's more than that. Okay. And, but that's what he's, that's the story. That's the narrative he's, he's saying right now. If the government does something that is so obviously corrupt uh, to the American people, I mean, they have the power. They have the power to get them off the ballot some, by hook or by crook. You've heard the expression hook or by crook? 
Well, it mm-hmm. may be by, it may be by crook, and they may do it. Uh, if the people see this, what do you think happens to the twenty twenty four election? Well, and see now, this is where maybe the border crisis comes into play. The border has been under siege for a long time, especially right. with Joe. It's not that they haven't tried to get people through before; they have. And everyone and everyone goes, well, you know, they want to get these people in here, undocumented people, so they can steal the election, give them the right to vote. And I, even that, I think, is a little bit of a ruse because, yeah, there there might be people here. Like I saw a bus of some people, and they were okay people, but that's not what you see on the film, even by the mainstream news, of the people that are looting, flipping everybody off, and yeah. you know the whole nine yards. So let's just say that you've got an army of four or five million people here. You know, then if you can't take it the one way and the people here go up in arms, then they'll do it the old tyrannistic, old-fashioned way of just saying, we freeze everything, the government takes control, there are no elections, and that's that. And Well, what do you think happens then? Well, if they have amassed, you know, let, 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 let's get into the uh, the Bilderbergers or the uh, one world government. If that's where we're headed and they're replacing the population, they're not replacing the population only. They're, they're diluting the population to where it is not uh, what it unified. was. Unified. So they bring in these people that will sit there and march to their drum and march to their orders. Our military will be questionable, but, you know, they're oorah people that does it for the, they'll do it for the red, white, and blue. All they have to do is show that us, us nasty little mega people. Yeah, but I go back to what Yamamoto said in World War II. There's a gun behind uh, every blade of grass. There's a gun behind every blade of grass. I'm afraid, yeah, you, I'm afraid you've... You've awakened a sleeping giant, is what he said. Uh, and well, then there's that lawsuit, though, like where the kid went to school, and uh, you know, shot up people there, and uh, you know, they dealt with the kid. Turned out the parents bought the gun for him. Mom knew about it, saw the drawings of the kid, going, "Oh, okay," and then let him take the gun to school. So now she's got in, uh, what involuntary manslaughter or yeah. something like that. She's going to jail. Yep. You know, and but she get ten years. I think I, I could be wrong. I, yeah, but and and as as well she should have. But now that's going to and you know you legally you cannot buy a gun for a youth. They have to be of legal age. You're not supposed to. And I know a hunter will go. Well, I go hunting with my son. I can do that. Actually, no. eh, be careful because if you've ever worked in selling guns. And doing anything like that. Do you think like the that? government would come around and seize weapons from the populace? And do you think that would be, would people just hand it over? Well, they might come around and seize. People aren't going to hand it over, but they're going to make the rule of, because I heard somebody the other day, oh, just yesterday actually, a mm-hmm. uh, lady that was saying, she goes, well, I believe in the right to bear arms, but, you know, not everybody should have a gun. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, you know, so, Bill, 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 you know what Bugs would say? What a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoramus. <laughs> what a ta-ra-ra goon, D.A. <laughs> oh, 
because yeah. see what they're doing is they're showcasing the extremes. You, you don't think that there's an agenda behind everything. And oh, you're trying to say that they got these people to do that. They're, you know, there have been uh, there have been situations probably all along. You can say that about anything in life mm-hmm. that there are there are abnormalities to every single facet of life. But if we showcase it and make it a big thing, look at the mask. You know, they say, well, you know, really, you know, the, that social distancing. Uh, Fauci saying, oh, that's just something we went with. And, you know, it really had no soundproof. Yeah. But the he, mask he told us no it was sound- an, he, first he said that it, wasn't, wasn't, it didn't work. But then when he, somebody said you really should uh, get them to wear masks because it'll show us how powerful we really are and how successful, he really sold it, and people started wearing masks everywhere. I mean, they, they wore masks to the bathroom. And they were, right. And that now he's admitting, well, I was wrong. And yet there was a, a court case on this here, and there was a ruling yesterday that I'm sorry, but, you know, and I think they used the wrong tactic where they said, I didn't wear a mask because it was my freedom of speech. No, it's no. it's not a freedom of speech issue. So it was easy for a Democratic court to say, nah, that ain't going to fly here. You know, you had to be a little bit more specific on it. You're going to call somebody out, call them out for exactly what it is. And uh, they never did prove to the public, you know, that it was, you know, it was safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, that, that was the thing to do. And, uh, you know, I think we're in for an interesting uh, 10 months or so. Uh, I, I think, Bill, this decision that came down yesterday is just an example of what we're going to see between now uh, and the election. They're going to they're going to pull out every stop, pull in every chip on every corrupt judge that has a, a, the ability to uh, hurt Trump and his uh, supporters. And they're going to run. They, oh, well, Ingron just came out and said yesterday something. What did he say? I, I don't want Weiselberg. to. Why, was it Weiselberg or whatever the guy uh, who testified? And uh, now he says yep. in New York that he cut a deal in New York to say, well, I kind of lied in my testimony. And Angeron going, what, 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 what? 11th yeah. hour will slam donkey here? Yeah. You know what you're saying? Because if you lied about that, you had to lie about everything. Here's, here's what he says. Far left judge Arthur Angeron is now demanding information about possible perjury by Trump Organization CFO Alan Wieselberg as he prepares to deliver a verdict in the civil fraud case against Trump. The non-jury Soviet-style show... Uh, Played out in court for 11 weeks, Judge Engeron delayed the verdict until mid-February. Uh, the judge cited a report from the New York Times on Weiselberg's, Weiselberg's reported plea deal with prosecutors where he will have to admit he lied on the witness stand in Manhattan Supreme Court. So what here's, I was here's, talking about here, earlier. But here's the thing, Bill. This guy, he cut a deal in another case, right? And in the deal, they're making him say something, whether he said it or not. He, they're making him say something, admit to something, in order to get something. You know what I'm saying? They're saying, we'll give you your freedom or we'll give you a lesser sentence if you admit that you lied on, on the stand. He's 76 years old. Yeah. So at 76, you got to make a decision there. Look, would you like a year of probation 
or would you like to spend the rest of your natural life yeah. in the D.C. Huskow? And, and, Bill, oh, and, and the thing I is, Angeron, right? He's like uh, he's like a, a, a salivating dog. <laughs> he's I see something else that we can. <laughs> and, and so, and I'm yeah. sure uh, Weiselberg or Weiselberg's. I'm sure he's weasel. Well, you well, know, well, I'm he's sure, not a weasel. I'm sure he agreed to this because he probably thought, well, the the case with uh, Angeron is behind uh, President Trump, so this won't have an effect. So yeah, I'll agree to this thing. And now, you know, Angeron is changing hey. the rules. Yeah, well, Angeron went in as a partial judge with a predetermination of, ah, he's guilty of this, and he said so up front. So it's a kangaroo court to yep. begin with, and, and, and he's the head kangaroo. <laughs> Just like in New York, it's the same thing. They went in with a predeposition. They are all Obama, Biden, whatever appointees are Democrats, with an agenda. And you look at the timing, uh, it is all timed. It's a, you know, they always say court is, um, is uh, it's theater of the courtroom. Yeah. Well, in this case, in this case, the courtroom is the news. Uh, it's the public TV. So it's theater of the court displayed on TV. It's all an act. It's all a play. Nothing is real. Well, they're going to do. I say that with all honesty. You know Nothing as well as I do that Engeron is going to come down. Because Engeron's going to look, he will want to look like the star of the day, you know? So he's going to come down with some ridiculous decision. Uh, it'll, of course, immediately be appealed. Well, here's, here's my question. Look up Engeron right now, you know, because they ask us to judge a book by how it looks. You look at him. Would you buy a used car from him? Heck would no, you trust him to fix your plumbing in your house? No. If he sat there and said, look, you know, I got a 20. Could you give me change for it? Would I'd you count do it. it? Well, if I gave it to him, I'd count my change. Well, how do you know his 20 is real? I'm saying <laughs> that guy's face, yeah. I would not trust him as far as I could spit. Well, you know, he, he is, um, but this is, he's the, he, he's, he's the rule and not the exception in New York. That's the thing that's scary. I didn't realize how corrupt the system is. Uh, in New York against conservatives, it is massively corrupt. Hey, but my friend, we've done it again, you know. Uh, another show on the can. If you want to contact us, 833-538-7868. Tell your friends, by the way. Spread the word. Uh, we need your help. We're running. We're doing some uh, some internals here. We're trying to figure out uh, just how effective our uh, uh, distribution is. And we're finding mm. out some uh, pretty interesting I'll statistics. About being I'll throttled. Yeah, I'll explain that in just a second. Yeah, it's uh, mail at it's another day.com, uh, Jim and Bill at mail.com, and mail at Jim and Bill.com. Now, I am going to say if you want to listen to Jim and Bill, you have to type in Jim and Bill or it's another day.com. But Jim and Bill, uh, you can say the podcast, but usually Jim and Bill will bring it up because. Our SEO is good. The algorithms they, they, are good. They, they would be that would be like on Google or on uh, on Google and everything because yeah. then you will get the link right to the podcast. Right. You'll see it. Uh, we pay to be on a streaming host, right. and uh, there's all you know. There are tens of thousands, well, hundreds of thousands of podcasts. But mm -hmm. you know, you pay rent to be in a high rise building. Not not everybody has to pay rent. But you pay rent to be in a high-rise building. You're at least on the you know, on the directory on the floor, in the lobby. The yeah, you know, directory in the lobby. Yeah. 
Uh, they have chosen not to put us on the directory in the lobby, lobby, and when it distributes to all the other platforms that stream us and whatnot, they have decided not to put us in any kind of directory. So even though we fall under news, news commentary, politics. And, uh, and politics, you know, we are not listed there, which you should be able to find us in that directory. We have been banned from it. Although you can find and you can Google it, uh, they have the Nazi commentary, and it'll come up on the uh, on the platform that we're on. Now, it was pointed out to me, oh, well, you want to be a recommended podcast. Oh, you would like to be in that directory, which not, and I know other people in in there that don't do our kind of show. Mm-hmm. They, they, A, don't pay a monthly subscription like we do, and B, they don't pay the $999 or... $2,000 a month to be recommended, you know, and yet they're listed on the directory downstairs in the main lobby. And, you know, you know, they randomly take things because if you own any kind of website, you know that those featured listings, A, they don't cost $2,000. Question, anywhere. Bill, why, why do you think uh, a program like ours, first of all, you and I have worked in media. I worked in broadcasting for decades, uh, worked in major markets for decades. That means that means for people who want in broadcasting, like the top 20 uh, cities. You know, I've worked in some big stations, uh, including uh, one of the big networks. Uh, so, and we do a show for the most part that it, we could take right now off the podcast network and put it on any uh, radio station that we've worked in, and we wouldn't be embarrassed. It would be, and it would be aired. It would be aired. Well, Pe- people would run it because we're not. We don't get into foul language for the sake of foul language. We don't get into something. For the most part, when you have your kids in the car, you can leave the volume up on our program. Yeah, it, it works pretty well. But you know, uh, they have contacted us and said, "Look, we'd like to air commercials in your, you know, your podcast, and we'll give you a percentage." But then I'm going, I don't see any proof that you're giving us on your platform. We have them elsewhere, but you're not crediting us. So why would I run your commercials where it's a one-way street? You make money, but we don't. And then all of a sudden, now we don't have any listing. Why do you think they're doing it, Bill? Ah. Did we touch a nerve somewhere along the line and people maybe were too effective? No, because I noticed on their platform... You know, other big major players, you have to type in, you have to do a hard search for them and not, they're not in a directory search. So you're saying um, other big conservative voices are are not being uh, promoted either. Yeah, and, and these guys are advertised. So you're so saying it's, say it, it may seem, uh, well, uh, on okay, the surface, little- on the surface, it may seem political. It could be. I mean, you know, give them that $2,000 a month and they might. Or is that just a a ruse to sit there and say it's their way of not being, uh, uh, you know, not getting in trouble for throttling somebody? I'd like to know how many people spend $2,000 a month to promote their podcast. I'd like to know who they are because I don't think, for the most part, podcasts are... You know, mom and pop sitting at a desk with a cheap uh, microphone. You you can go to Microsoft and you can promote a website, a website or a podcast, and you don't even pay up front. And you can say, here's a $100 bill. 
and they'll say, okay, until we get you, you know, and usually it's about 15,000 hits, you know, um, then, then they'll take that money out of the account that you put in. So in other words, Mm -hmm. digital advertising is not that expensive. They are extorting, but I think it's, uh, and look, I shouldn't have brought this up because I didn't really want to do it this way. But the point is, you know, we do know, and you've heard the promos, we do know in the streams and we see in the, in the, in the national map and the, the global map, there's a lot of people out there. But we know that they listen via the stream unless they do listen to where we post the exact link. Uh, and when we say we're reviewing everything, we may be reviewing going to a new platform. And we have we have a ma- really we have a terrific amount of people listening around the world. We said you know we may have mentioned this twenty eight uh, countries and every state in the union uh, of people listening, but it's not it's not because we're being helped by these people. We're doing this stuff no. on, by, usually by streaming. What happened? Yeah, and it was without. It was somebody last night that pointed it out. I'm just going like, well, nah, that's not. Well, that is true. We owe we owe her thanks too because that was she was she, she really picked up on it, and uh, and we appreciate that. Uh, Spent hours of research going, hey, you guys, um, you know, you're not uh, getting it, what you should be getting. That's essentially what. Uh, yeah, they're saying, yeah, you're 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 not in the neighborhood. You're not in the you're not in the the city, the state, the zone, the planet, as far as they're concerned, you know. And by the way, oh. thanks to the streamers who air us, who do, who do get us, the uh, the listeners, and uh, we haven't got time to list who they are right now. But uh, people like uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, um, Spotify, I'm sure I'm missing people, uh, but a lot of a lot of the streamers out there are airing us, and we're appreciative. That's where I think our yeah. audience is. Yeah, we no, we do appreciate it. And you know what? You can be a judge of the show too. You know that. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, well, look, we've been in, we, the business we've been in definitely have been criticized both good and bad. So I don't care. You know, I got thick skin. We'll be here tomorrow for sure. We will be back tomorrow. We With will bells on. Yes. I, I actually, I actually have a belt. I know. Has, uh, yeah, bells I've, seen, on. I've seen it. It looks very nice on you too. I, yeah. Yeah. I usually <laughs> wear it once a year when I ride in the sleigh <laughs> with the reindeer, but you know, I, yeah, but in, until tomorrow, uh, what what do we usually say at the end of the program? Uh, well, you know, it's hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?